So I'm glad I'm not a news anchor this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we are here together. We've got so much again as ever to cram into one episode with and including an incredible, incredible interview, which we're so, so, so excited about. So excited that actually when we recorded this interview, I was like completely overwhelmed with joy because it was like the first time that I found my brain doppelganger. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. Davinia is my hero. And it for somebody that always feels like the biggest weirdo in the room, even though I've rounded up a load of weirdos, it was really nice for me to be like, oh my God, I'm like that. You guys are so yeah. similar and it was obvious. You'll, you'll see it yourself. You'll just be like, yep, these... these- <laughs> These guys are, are are very alike. We're so excited about this interview. And Davinia, obviously, is just incredible. She's a two-time Sunday Times bestseller. Yeah, I she's mean... She's super mum, amazing, inspirational woman. Like, you'll obviously, if you don't know who we're talking about, then Holly Oaks, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's yeah. where most people will, will know her from, is Holly Oaks fame. But that that's like... That's almost like a side project. Yeah, she's just gone forth in world domination and is just like incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. And she's got a special treat for us at the end of this episode. Yeah, she does. So you're going to have to listen and stay tuned for all of this. For all of this. So we're going to just quickly go back to the meds thing. Yes. Obviously, we want everyone to know that we're all in this together. We're all in the trenches here. It's a fucking shit situation to happen at all but particularly in ADHD Awareness Month it just feels so utterly ridiculous yeah like um, go on, sorry. one step forward two step steps back essentially it's, it's just like yeah. we thought we'd be a lot further forward at ADHD Awareness Month than, than we are but unfortunately shit is hitting fans still yeah. so and we've got so we've got some more information from the source that I talked about last week who yes. is an NHS professional so this is from the horse's mouth so this wonderful legend says the saga continues so this is a UK NHS professional yeah only a few updates this week all doses of Concerta XL now out of stock Atomoxetine still out of stock. The manufacturer of this medication advised should be resolved in October. However, we've heard nothing from them this month. We also have no dates regarding Inchiniv, even though Takeda made make that medication too. They haven't given us time frames for Inchiniv like they have done with Elvance. So that's what we've got for now. Um, and obviously, as we said last time, there are a lot of amazing ADHD content creators sharing some advice. We've got coaches like ADHD coach Catherine. We've got Zoe Joanna coaching. We've got uh, Rosie Turner Strength of the ADHD Untangled podcast. We've got adulting ADHD Rachel Doe. There's lots of people putting out good content in this yeah. difficult time. And legendary R. Jacob got out of the bath, stopped singing Adele and and has been on Channel 5 News amazing. talking about it. So amazing work, Jacob. Just remember, you know... We can't advise, we can only share what's happening. And thank you to other community members who have made us aware that this medication shortage is global. So we've heard from community members in America and Australia who've told us that it's happening with them too. So we're in the same boat as you. And we're all in the trenches together. But remember to lean in, lean into the community. And if you need support, please reach out for it. and And yeah, and just make sure that you are looking after yourself as best you can and communicating yeah. what being out of medication might, how that might impact you if you're in a place of work or with your family, with your partner, whatever, um, you know. Yeah. I and I we think, had better advice than that, but we don't. Yeah, you know? and the only other advice that I would give is just that if you are having to go through a period of 
time period of period. yeah i know if you are having to go through a period where you can't where you don't have medication then you use this time to your advantage look at what your medication is is doing and and notice what it's not doing whilst you're on this break because having done a medication break recently actually that was really beneficial to me to see what my medication is doing and what it's not doing so yeah if, and, uh, if you end up in that shitty situation we don't want anyone to end up in but if you do just just try and use it to your advantage and i mean like i'm with anybody who feels super worried about it so know that you're not alone if it's not like something you can just fix and be like oh this is fine i'll just deal with this yeah so that's another reason why this is such a great episode to have out at this time with davinia because she didn't feel that adhd medication was the right fit for her yeah and so she's gone about all this hacking incredibleness and yeah so just try and look after yourself as best you can yeah medication medication isn't the be all and end all for adhd of course it can help but there are other things that can help too and we need all the help we can get yeah so it's about utilizing as much help as we can to help us through this time Okay, so we've now got an announcement about the Access Denied ND campaign. We do. So the Access Denied team at York Disability Rights Forum, that's YDRF, received a response to their legal challenge of the pilot. The reply from the Humber and North Yorkshire Independent Care Board, ICB, does not address the majority of legal issues raised. As a result they have been taking further legal advice. The IBC acknowledged limited wrongdoing, but refused to stop the pilot or co-produce an alternative. They continue to show a marked lack of engagement with risk and safety concerns. However, the ICB has offered to meet with the York's Disability Rights Forum, who will be inviting people to tell them what they would like to communicate to the decision markers on their behalf. York Disability Rights Forum will also continue to push to ensure those affected understand what is happening now and know how to influence the pathway going forward. The campaign does not end here. Bindman's LLP acting on behalf of York Disability Rights Forum will be responding in full to the ICB. The Access Denied team wants to thank the Leopard Print Army once again for standing with them as they continue to fight. They also asked us to say these next steps would not be possible without all of your support and donations, including the money contributed from the sale of the ADHD awareness pin. Leopard Print Army! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, obviously we're still selling the pins, but now the money, uh, £5 from each um, pin sale will go to the Leopard Print Army Fund for Activism and Advocacy. And there will be more information about that coming very soon. Um, so should we get into this amazing interview? I think we should. I literally like, she makes me feel so excitable. She's just oozes so much energy and not give a fuckery. She's so brave. She's been through so much and she's just a real inspiration and I love her. Yeah, I think she's just like this pillar of resilience, overcoming, like... And hilarity. Yeah, and she's <laughs> she's funny, like... Obviously, what she says is is like we're not responsible for. for we're not responsible Are you for a disclaimer <laughs> for Davinia. A no. wee disclaimer for Davinia is like we're not responsible for what some of the stuff that she says. 
but we love her and we're so glad that she said it. Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. So let's do it. Let's dive into it. Let's dive. We'll in. come back into more ADHD awareness stuff at the end of the episode and a very special treat from Davinia. Yes, stay tuned. Enjoy. We did it for the acronyms. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dawn. Hi, I'm Laura. And, and we, we are ADHD AF. Seriously. Well, that feels like a lifetime ago. Doesn't it just? Since that recording in May 2022, we have been on quite the safari. Mm-hmm. We moved to the same street at the same time at the same age with the same undiagnosed neurodevelopmental condition. But despite all of the serendipity and the similarities, our ADHD presents completely differently from each other. But make no mistake, it is equally debilitating for us both. Over the course of season one, we used our voices to raise awareness, break the stigma and share our experiences in the hope that they help others. And unbelievably, it worked, leading us to help listeners in almost every country in the world and creating ADHDF live events and an online peer support community, for all of which we're so very grateful. Despite all that, we're still just two rebels with a cause, having a blether from a tiny village on the beach in Aberdeen, Scotland. Two pieces of sea glass washed up on the same shore. Trigger warning. We cover some triggering topics, so please read the description of each episode before listening. We're not medical professionals, therapists or coaches. We're not qualified or even emotionally equipped to offer (laughs) advice or support. (laughs) We're only experts by our own experiences, which we share alongside what we discover in these crucial conversations to raise essential ADHD awareness amidst a global crisis. We won't always get it right. We will talk over each other Mm -hmm. and forget the point (laughs) mid-sentence. As we continue to unmask, we're attempting to unashamedly own our own too-muchness. We wear leopard print to our events because the leopard is a symbol of Aberdeen. It also symbolises bravery, courage and the reclaiming of power. Plus, we're a little bit Han. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why it's become the uniform of our leopard print army, our own special camouflage to unite the community. We're called ADHD as females purely for the acronym ADHD-A-F. Get it? (laughs) Because we both have a juvenile sense of humour. And we swear like sailors. Sorry, mums. And of course, we're ADHD as... Anyway, this is an inclusive space where all genders are so very welcome. Yes, they are. So join us as we continue to make some serious noise about this misunderstood condition to help others like us alongside raising awareness with a hope to influence systemic change so that those in need can be treated both medically and with the respect they deserve. We continue on this safari because hell hath no fury like two late diagnosed ADHD women. Quick fire round. Please will you tell us your name? Hello. Yes, my name is Davinia Taylor and um, I'm from Lancashire. Well, that was the next question, your location. <laughs> well, are you in Lancashire? Or? Yeah, right in the heart of it, right in the middle of it. It's just um, west of Preston. So what do you class yourself as as occupation? Because you're now a two times Sunday Times bestselling author. No, no, no one hit wonders here. Um, God, I don't know. I don't know. What am I? Um, I mean, first and foremost, I'm just trying to, I'm kind of winging it. 
Do you know what I mean? On a hope and a prayer, which has kind of been my approach to life always. I've always um, done something that excites me. And right now, that's manufacturing products mm-hmm. and uh, getting getting products that work really fast out to people. But the problem is getting things, getting people to work as fast as me is a real trouble because you've got to go through all sorts of legal things. And it's so frustrating for me, who is like a million miles an hour and needs instant gratification. Otherwise, I just drift off and I go do something else. Go, oh, I'll take my ball with, to play with someone else then. That's exactly familiar. that sounds like me. Um, okay, so what is your diagnosis status? I'm diagnosed ADHD. And I mean, like probably most people, it's particularly like my age. I'm 45, just to give you some um, reference. I'm 45 years young and mm-hmm. I'm a mother of four boys. And when my son turned, I think he was about nine, I got a call from this. I mean, we always, always knew there was something because of his, he's got a real temper but he flips from hot to cold and um, he's got like a scatterbrain. He'll, he'll lose things. Like we've just lost a phone again in the cinema this week. And so it's like, even though something's really precious to him, he'll forget it. So basically he's just me. But the teacher said, I think he's, uh, I think he's got ADHD. Do you want to um, diagnose him? Yeah. So when, when I went to see the, uh, the psychiatrist, um, we had to go to, we had to get a private appointment, which uh, otherwise it was two year wait for a nine year old. And uh, we went to the Priory up in um, in Manchester, well, just Cheshire Way. So it was like about an hour and a half drive for us. We went down there and, yeah, so we did the tick checklist. And as I'm doing it, I'm saying, yeah, that's me. Is it genetic? And she's like, yeah, of course. And, of course, I'm really into genes because that's how I – the reason why I started off biohacking and everything is because my mum died of breast cancer. So I started doing the genes that way, with the BRCA gene and everything. And then I'm looking at epigenetics, which is like – inherent behaviors so to speak and sort of lifestyle you inherit lifestyles patterns through through your your ancestors but um I just found it interesting that um uh, my son had these behaviors and so did I but nobody sort of picked up on them uh, several years ago well what would say 30 30 odd years ago now and a load of women say yeah I've just been diagnosed because my nine-year-old has or my 10-year-old has that's me and then when I put up on my Instagram, um, there's a sort of like checklist of um, uh, of symptoms. And it's like, if you score over, I don't know, 10, you're more than likely, you, you should take yourself for a referral. So like hundreds of women go, it's me, it's me. And the trouble is, do you know what? I was on GB News and I was doing the papers and I wish I'd brought it up because bloody Nadine Doris, she's going on about electric vehicles and everything, which I kind of agree with, but I'm, I'm getting distracted now. But I saw a little subheading about Katie Price saying she's come out with ADHD. And Nadine Doris, in a really frigging condescending way, said, um, I just think all these celebrities who are very articulate all of a sudden are coming out with ADHD. I feel like saying, what do you fucking mean? Articulate. Yeah. You know, what, what are you trying to say? Kids with ADHD aren't articulate or yeah, intelligent. Exactly. That. Is that what you're trying to say? You're the dickhead. So yeah. I really, I'm, I'm after her. I'm winding myself up now. I'm after <laughs> no. her. I wish I'd have said something in the news and I didn't. And I don't know why. Obviously, I don't know. There's a, I must have been self protecting because I might have swore like I just did then. Um, <laughs> All right. So, here. so, yeah. So she's a dick. She's a dick who's trying to make out that people with ADHD can't articulate. We have the highest IQs on the planet. I'm going to write to her. What, she, what she's showing is a lack of awareness because what she's banging on is, is, is a stereotype, is a stereotype in her mind of what it looks like. Yeah, but what, what, what makes her think 
people with ADHD aren't intelligent. Yeah. yeah. It's, do you know what? It's the label as well. The label is way wrong, yeah. Yeah. isn't it? The label is wrong. We, we learn differently and we are very bored very easy, Nadine. Yeah. And you bore me, Nadine yeah. Doris. Yeah. You bore me with your beige policies and your ass kissing. So you're boring. That's why you're not on my agenda. But you are now because you've said something that interests me. That I want. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, no. so we get bored easy. So if you've got a kid that's got ADHD and he hyper-focuses on something, it's because everything else is boring. So, yeah, that's that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And people, you know, people just don't understand. The thing is, we've we've started a thing called the Anti-Ableist ADHD Media Coalition because we believe that all of yeah, very catchy. <laughs> and I actually said it right for the first time ever. But the thing is, it's um, it's to do with the fact that all of the media representation of ADHD and the slating that we're getting in the press, the idea that it's a trend and a bandwagon and everything else is so damaging and so dangerous. And we're not having it. Yeah. So no. we're, we're not having it. It's unacceptable. I mean, if you just look at Musk, Elon Musk, you're telling me he's neurotypical. <laughs> there is not a cat in hell's chance. That guy is neurotypical. Yeah. Not a cat. <laughs> yet we're all, oh, yeah, what's he going to do with Twitter? We're all, like, hanging off his next move. Yeah. No mention that he's clearly on the spectrum. Yeah. You know, and of course he is. Every single billionaire, every single um, major activist, real world changers are on the spectrum because we are risk takers. Yeah. People who aren't on the spectrum can't take risks because they are naturally risk averse. So yeah. my take on ADHD, it's, been, it's an inbuilt mechanism because a thousand years ago, not even that, we lived in tribes. So you had to have the caregivers who were very cozy, that nurtured the children, that passed on stories, but sat over a pot and enjoyed that serotonin coziness. Yeah. But also on the flip side, you needed the risk takers to climb through I don't know, forests to take on bears, yeah. to, to climb up waterfalls, to get fresh salmon, to take back, to be cooked. Now, if you don't have the risk takers, you're going to starve. Yeah. And if you don't have the caregivers, you're going to starve. So you need everything. It's just that you probably need less of the dopamine-driven people, i.e. us lot, the risk takers, because you only need three of them to go out. Whereas if you've got 25 kids at home, you need loads of caregivers to be doing all that cozy stuff. And you're not going to tell me that we don't need risk takers because, of course, we do. And that's what I am. I literally take risks every day. I mean, I've, I've set up a company in lockdown and it's doing really well. My risk paid off. I have taken a million risks that haven't. I mean, a million risks that have really been bad that have cost me a fortune. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't face me. I just go, yeah, okay. Yeah. Most people would be traumatized by the risks yeah. that I have lost yeah. at. They'd be like, oh my God, I'm going into my shell and I'm never putting my head up the parapet again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. What's next? Yeah. Let's, it's resilience. It's, yeah. We have resilience that is unfathomable to the neurotypical person. They just think, you're a maniac. And like, yeah, damn right. And I'm driving this. I mean, look at you two sat there now. Not many people that do that. They go, oh, you, well, you can't, I can't look at myself on TV. I can't do it. I can't hear my own voice. I just can't. They're so scared of risk and being judged. Whereas we're like, whatever, bring it on. Let's do this. Let's do that. You're just pushing your dopamine, your dopamine. Because yeah. dopamine is a hormone that we're naturally depleted in. Therefore, we seek it. So we seek it by sort of like foraging for ideas and uh, making plans and future-proofing future-proofing survival mechanisms. 100%. You're not going to get an accountant doing that. You're not. But we need an accountant doing 
the yeah. back the back end stuff. So yeah. it's like you know everyone's valuable. It's just what 100%. skill set do you bring? And to say that someone without so someone with who's not who's not neurotypical is somehow inferior. I just want to say, okay, let, let's let, let's let's fight this out. Let, yeah. Let's literally physically fight it out. Nadine. To the death. I will physically <laughs> fight it out to the death, and we'll see how relevant you are. I wouldn't take are. you on, Davinia. You're double hard. <laughs> <laughs> double hard. <laughs> but I just don't know how else to respond to that. Except be aggressive. Except be aggressive and defend my my little ADHD family. Hundred yeah. um, percent. So I think we should yeah, skip I mean, all that. We've skip got it. the quick fire round, but it's not skip quick it. fire round at all. So let's skip it. Let's just skip it and get stuck in. Get stuck in. So when we talk about getting a late diagnosis, such as an ADHD. It's been said, uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross says it's akin to a grief cycle because you're taking in this information and you go through the grief cycle. We say it's more like a roller coaster. So more th- rather than the five stages of grief, on some days you can be like, I totally accept this thing. On other days, you could feel quite depressed about having ADHD. Yeah. And you go round and round. Where would you say you're at today? Today, I am embracing it um, because I've just gotten a new accountant. I've got, I've got an accountant in. Basically, I've just started a new accountant this Monday to take away the stuff that I just can't do. It's not available to me. So I feel, so I'm off doing my my shiz or she's doing her shiz. So it's just working out well. And again, I'm in a fortunate position because of the risks I have taken. I can employ people, not because they've been given to me. So people say to me, you know, oh, it's all right for you. I had to scramble together a load of money to import five tons of white powder from Indonesia. I'm trying to explain that to a bank when you've got my history. I said, I need tons of, they're like, sorry, what? I'm like, it's an MCT powder. It's very good for mental health. He's like, you're importing white powder through Felixstowe during lockdown. I'm like, let me just explain. I know it sounds weird, but I mean, can you imagine? So my, obviously my business plan was not written down. It was yeah. kind of like, help me bank. So but anyway, I took that risk and they invested it. And here I am now. And now I can employ someone who can do that. Awful. I would rather run a marathon yeah. than do paperwork. Yeah. And I'm not joking. I have done marathons and yeah. I have done paperwork. I guarantee the marathon is easier. Yeah. It is just something that is not available to me. Like marathons aren't available to other people. It's yeah. just. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. So there we are. And I've, I've even forgotten yeah. what you asked Definitely me. Anyway, so. Good to hear. Yeah, because that's. That's what you're saying. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So that's what you're saying. So, yeah, I'm in a good space today. Yeah. But when it gets me down is when I forget important events at the school because I've not yeah. read the emails because ultimately the whole introduction really bores me. So I switch off. I don't commit it to memory. Um, the fact that I can't really work a computer because, as I said to you, when we first came on and we were chatting, I, I have to just use my phone because I missed the whole tech revolution because I was pushing my dopamine up in a pub day in day out so I miss that tech thing so I'm just I'm really savvy on my phone but I just it just new information overwhelms me a little bit I know what I know and it's really I don't know how I learn so much of what I do like about neuroscience and biohacking and chemicals and hyper focus (laughs) well this but on the flip side I can't read a school email yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm so like I miss World Book Day every friggin' year. Yes. So every year my kids go in as Marcus Rashford just because you've got a United kit at home. God bless that kid's soul. Because I um, I don't there's people going in and like Jane Austen and stuff. And my kids again are Marcus Rashford. All all three of them. 
but it's all about what you're interested in so if you're interested in this stuff of course you're going to focus on it yeah be able to, to yeah you're, you're not interested in world book day like i'm oh. not and it's every year it's just like uh, and then you see the moms that come and particularly mothers of girls they seem they seem to be like a lot of girls seem to have well obviously not me when i was a girl but there seems to be a lot of girls who really sort of like help their moms and go, oh, we're doing this because we're getting dressed up. Yeah. It's interested them. My kids couldn't give a shit. Yeah. They just want to know, can they take the football to school? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, I don't get any help from them. It's like, you know, they're, they're not that bothered either, to be perfectly yeah. honest. So as a family, we're not really that bothered in school, which is really piss poor. Well, is it? <laughs> it's, I know. I know. I mean, all the kids just like go through all this stuff. They all get the GCSEs. They all get their A-levels or BTEC, they all go to uni, they all get a degree. And it's like, we're all, we're all up starting on the base, baseline. We're all exactly the same at uni. And you're like, after uni, and it's like, so now what have I got to do to prove myself? Because we've gone through all that and we're all exactly the same. So I didn't go <laughs> to uni. I, I buggered off halfway through my A-levels. I thought, sod this, I need to go and earn some cash. So I walked out of school. And it was really, it really troubled me for a while that I couldn't maintain um focus you know after my GCSEs I just went I just switched off and I think my um my eldest is a bit like that he just he just wants to be in an office working doing deals or what he just wants to make money he he does not want to go to uni he is not a uni kid and it's like oh my god the pressure to go to university and I'm just like suck it just go and work with your dad shadow your dad you know go see what he's up to he's into football so you know there's no point trying to teach him business studies and economics when all he wants to do is be a football agent I mean what's the point you yeah. just know if someone's got good feet and you sell them that's it you know yeah. so yeah. I mean I just I find I find the pressure to do academics is phenomenal particularly if you've got the entrepreneur gene and you you don't you know you don't you can't you can't you can't fit a sort of circle into a square shape can you you know that that's exactly. that's what we're up to that's what we're exactly. up against because we are not the norm yeah. But we are the game changers. Yeah. The risk takers. And the ones with the most hysterical stories. Yeah. <laughs> always. Come yeah, on, what yeah. did you do? It's always, oh my God, you did. I mean, I've been sober 15 years, but can you imagine my stories when I was drinking? I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> I would love to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> I would be sued. So bad. <laughs> so when were you diagnosed with ADHD? Let's see. Uh, so she's 9, 10, 11, 12. So that's three years ago. Right. Well, four years ago, we're thinking about lockdown. So um, they said, yeah, I could go on meds, which I tried. I thought, oh, great. Speed. Bit of fat. <laughs> Bit of fat. Take me back. Uh, that didn't work. It made me feel very hollow, disconnected. Um, yeah. Absolutely noble fl- verbal fluency. So whatever skill I have to bring to the office had gone. Not only could I not do admin, I couldn't even think outside the box. I took myself home. Yeah. Took myself home and I thought, wow, I felt a bit like I was on a terror come down, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, I I, I took myself off that. In fact, I took my son off it. He he doesn't have that articulation, but when I put a few words around him, so do you feel homesick, hollow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all he could say was, I don't want to eat, but he'd flatlined on it as well. Yeah. I think some of it's really, some of it will work, but I think we've got different types of ADHD. You've, oh, got, you've got dopamine driven, you've got acetylcholine driven. There's all sorts of nuances. There's so many neurotransmitters going on, different stresses, particularly with women in the time of the month. It totally plays up. And the weird thing is, as women enter, enter perimenopause, yeah. all of a sudden women who've never been like us all their lives, 
all of a sudden turn into ADHD type women or have the symptoms. And I'm like, welcome to the party, guys. Yeah. 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 Let's see how you cope. Because yeah. I've been doing this all my life. And I'm like, oh my God, I've forgotten everything. I went, yeah. Yeah, you'll forget everything. You will forget everything. You'll forget your keys. You'll forget your passport. You'll go to the wrong airport. But welcome to the madhouse. It's fun and it's exciting. My husband's Never like, oh my God. My husband's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Not another so one of what, these. So what do you think undiagnosed ADHD has cost you? It's, it's been exhausting. Uh, there's been a lot of self-hatred, a lot of inner monologue of, actually it's put in a lot of fear. Because like I said earlier, I'm not a square that can fit into a round shape or vice versa. So because I'm not your sort of typical person that sits well with an office getting instructions of what to do or, you know, it it made me feel very much like a failure. And that's how I felt about everything. I mean, even being a mum, you know, like before I knew this diagnosis and I could give myself a, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Um, I mean, I was talking to a social worker the other day and she said, I mean, she's on the spectrum too. And she said to me, she goes, I was like, totally, I, I was at this induction day for my kids going in, going up into seniors ago. And she said, I just was so bored. I was just reading my phone. She goes, and I'm a social worker. Is that bad? <laughs> I know what you mean, right? And then you've got these ninja mums, these tiger mums. Just like, oh, can you tell me exactly what time we have to be in? And can you tell me, do you have X, Y, and Z? And what sort of syllabus are you in? I'm like, I don't know. Does he need a pen or a pencil? I don't know. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? That's really funny. I've literally just heard that phrase about a week ago. Tiger parenting. I was reading about. Oh that. yeah, I tiger don't know moms. Anything about that? I don't think. Yeah, I yeah. You've got kids. Well, when I lived in London, I, I, I met quite a few of those tiger moms. I mean, they're all like retired barristers and QCs and real career women who have just literally funneled their focus yeah. into their kid. So they're probably, you know, and they they just want those kids to just perform. And some yeah. of them, of course, will have inherited, like by, by epigenetics, their mother and father's capabilities. They're usually like high net worth parents, I think, mm. or hyper driven, you know, in academia, doctors and the like. And so that they seem to just have that skill set to be able to really support their children academically, get them tutored do homework to the next level. I mean, we don't even, I can't even find a piece of paper that's not a, a red letter bill to write on. I mean, that's literally all I have. I have yeah. so many red letters. It's like, we're going to turn off your electricity yeah. if you don't pay. And I'm like, oh, better pay the electricity. The red <laughs> alerts me. So that's how my admin goes. That's if it's going to get turned off, I mean, that's when not, it's time. If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much room, right? Oh, Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Let's tightrope walk it. And you know what? I've survived this far. You know, exactly. I've got through my, you know, my mum died and I was in sobriety. I didn't drink. Do you know what I mean? So I've got some resilience and I, I just need to be, and, and now everything slots into place. Why I was always forgetful at school, why I never could complete anything, why I was good at exams, but coursework I had to steal. You know, yeah. I stole artwork and put it up as my own gallery in GCSE art because <laughs> I just hadn't done it. And I'm a pretty good artist, you know. But I just hadn't done it, so I just went yeah. in and I, I went into the art block and just like went to the bottom of the drawer from like a few years ago and just put theirs <laughs> up. Like, just, I mean, I had to what got my GCSE art. I used to do fake earthquakes on the desk next to my friends. I'd be like, "There's an earthquake," and they'd be like, "What yeah. are you doing?" And it was just so I could get them to move so I could copy their work. <laughs> Naturally, I mean, I was really good at copying. Um, I, I mean, do you remember the uh, the, 
tin pencil cases you know you just used to etch it all on there quadratic yeah. equations and all that stuff but I was I was pretty good at exams because obviously the night before I put a year syllabus into my hey. head because yeah. you've got noradrenaline that hormone noradrenaline revs up all the learning capabilities and you just dispel it onto a piece of paper and walk out yeah yeah and go do some hardcore underage drinking <laughs> that was my GCSEs talking to myself I know <laughs> What um what if one of the questions that we ask people because we're really mm. troubled by the diagnosis process at the moment there are a lot of people who are finding out about ADHD not because it's a trend but because of raised awareness and social media mm. and so there are a load of people that can't get the help that they need particularly with the NHS being on its knees if you could implement change the diagnostic process what would it be like obviously make it quicker yeah, yeah, I mean, let's face it. If you're over a certain age, you can self-diagnose. You're not you're not doing this to be trendy. So if you feel like you need the medication, and to be honest, it doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, yeah. and not everyone can take it. But it's like if you can give if you can give a girl the pill age sixteen, surely you can give a woman who's had God knows how many kids, two divorces, and yeah. many bereavements the capability of trying a little bit of um, over-the-counter drugs and seeing if they work for her. Because I don't need to go through a psychiatrist to tell you. You've got your checklist there. I mean, who? what psychiatrist needs to tell me I'm neurodiverse? It's freaking obvious. And and I think the medicine's not necessary. It's not even addictive. It's not necessary for everybody. That's the point, you know? And so if if you tried that rather than waiting for two years or three years, or four years, thinking, what if, what if? You're just going to get more hostile and more, you know, get the medicine. If it works, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know? And there's a pharmacist there. They can take your blood pressure. They can do an ECG on you there and then. You know, it's just, otherwise you could just get street fair. Yeah, well, this is it. This is it. That's the reality of it. It is easier to score drugs on the street. But this is it. I mean, you will. You'll do anything to try and hold your life together. Yeah. So, absolutely. I mean, it's just, but do you know what? It's, it's, we are working under this completely broken system. It's too big. Yeah. It's not nimble enough. It doesn't understand that life's changing way faster than that machine. Yeah. And you just have to take a look at, I mean, there's, I mean, the States is a, is not a healthy place, but boy, that you can try anything you want there. You can literally yeah. get anything and you just try it and, you know, and that's the end. Yeah. We can't even get melatonin here. We yeah. cannot even get melatonin. You've got to go see a doctor. But yeah. I can get vodka on the M6. Yeah. I'm an alcoholic yeah. and I can get vodka on the M6. Yeah. I could kill myself like that by having one yeah. sip of vodka. But that's readily available. But if I can't, I, I can't get melatonin that you can get for your cat in Spain and your kids. But it's the cat one that gets me. Yeah. I can get my cat melatonin in Spain, but I can't get it for me in boots. Mm. Why? Because some dickhead in Whitehall has decided it's it works too well. So you need yeah. a doctor. We can't get to a doctor, and the doctor doesn't know about it because he get, just gets told to give me um, benzos. I'm an addict. I can't have benzos, love. Can't yeah. add it. Yeah. I'll end up in rehab, and I've seen what benzos do to people. They fucking kill you. They kill you. The fear is palpable when someone coming off benzos, and that's what they give out. Yeah. What the hell? There is no health system at all. There's no healthcare system. It's just like if you've got a broken arm, you've got, oh, I don't know, you've been in a car crash, you can't beat them. You cannot beat acute care that we have. But anything else, anything chronic or anything mental, we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Do you think That's this so has true. driven you into what you're doing now? Yeah, because for me, to have my brain means for me to survive. So like I said right at the beginning of this, 
I am always on a lookout to survive and optimize and make life peak. I'm not I'm not middle of the road type person. I need to operate at peak performance level. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't mean all day because I, I switch off at 10 o'clock. Boom, my head hits yeah. the pillow and I'm asleep. So um, I, uh, I, I do it from, yeah, survival point of view. And the fact that there's millions of us like me out there, you know, and if I've got a bit of a platform and, you know, if I've got a skill at articulating what's really going on, and I'm not, I can't be struck off because I'm not a yeah. doctor or a psychiatrist. I've come after me, mate. Come after me. I'm a mother yeah. of four. What are you going to do? Take my kids off me? I don't think so. You know what I mean? So what have they got on me? I'm just going to say, this is how it is. And these are, this is what I'm providing. Like I, I provide supplements that boost dopamine, boost mental health, boost mental stimulation because I need instant fixes right now, today, or like I'm going to have some in a minute. I'm going to have some now. I've got a glass of this stuff called Powitz, Nootropics. And it just keeps my brain ticking over and it keeps it clean and gets rid of brain fog or lack of focus, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I need to keep that ticking over throughout the day if I'm going to be my best self. And for me to have a day that I feel like I've completed something, pat on the back, boom, go to sleep tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that, that's all I want to do. I want, want that for available for everyone. And you don't need to have ADHD to tap into the stuff that I sell because I feel like most people are getting to a point when you hit a certain age, after the age of 30, you're like, you're spinning so many frigging plates, trying to pay bills, trying to get the kids to school, looking after elderly parents, mm. probably siblings doing your head in, probably getting divorced, no doubt moving house, changing beds. I mean, what? Yeah. Oh, oh, and by the way, you've got to eat very healthy and go to the gym. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> so that's why I've, I've sort of developed, it's kind of like tapping into our ancestral brain, but for like a 21st century living, really. Yeah. That's what we need to do. We can't deny what we are as creatures, but boy, have we got to buffer them. Have we got to take control of our cortisol? Otherwise, we're going to end up with loads of belly fat. Have we got to like really master our sleep? Otherwise, we're not going to feel vital in the morning and we're going to be narky and overwhelmed. Yeah. And that's a horrible feeling, you know? So that's what drives me. I, it's, it's, it's my survival instinct. So that, that's what makes me develop products that work because it's, it's my survival. So Anything else, anything wishy-washy and woo-woo just doesn't wash with me, really doesn't wash with me. I'm like, please keep your crystals. They look beautiful, but I need something immediately now to get me out of the shit show that I've just caused. That's so funny because <laughs> we were just speaking about crystals and woo-woo the other day. I'm woo-woo AF, but I can't get down with crystals. I don't want to know about crystals I mean, and I don't but, want to go But do you know what? There, there is some science because what you can do is I'm, I'm into light as well. Light's really beneficial for people like us. We need it. it releases dopamine and cortisol, which gives us movement and focus within our brain and our body. So morning light has got, has uh, protons that enter your eyes, send messages to your brain. Of course, your eyes are connected to your brain and it will make you release cortisol. So at seven in the morning, go outside with your coffee and get morning sunlight. If it's sunshine, blue skies and the sun's coming up, um, you need three minutes if like me and you're stuck in freaking Lancashire and it's always cloudy and rainy, you need 20 minutes, which is a bit bleak sometimes in February just stood out there drinking coffee. But, you know, it's Sideways just another rain. challenge to get over. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, fabulous. Uh, one day I'll live on the equator. But, you know, those the lights there are very, send messages to your, to, to, to your body all day, all night. That's why I don't wear sunglasses. But regarding the crystals, you can actually heat certain crystals and they will emit, uh, uh, omit certain lights. 
So, but you need quite a lot of them. So you can have these um, sort of like infrared beds, the mattresses that send lights and heat through the crystals. And they do emit certain waves that will actually reduce stress, will induce um, a detox, will get to your liver. So mm-hmm. they will penetrate the skin because of the waves, like, like, like infrared. That, that, so that is, that's, I do understand there are, there is some science behind the crystals. Mm-hmm. But as opposed to like just having them around and just rubbing them and stuff like that, it just doesn't work. I, I need hard drugs. <laughs> um, so what would you say? So what would you say your greatest ADHD struggle is? So would it doesn't sound like it's procrastination. No, although I do do it. I do do it. But I just okay. I've got so much experience and it's that morning run, isn't it? Yeah, it's the morning run. All I do with that one is um, I'll next some nootropics. I'll drink some nootropics. Um, I'll probably have a coffee with a bit of MCT powder in. MCT powder is like this. Um, it's a medium chain triglyceride. So what it is, it's a fat molecule from the coconut, a medium chain triglyceride. It hits your liver really quickly, gets into the bloodstream. And because it's such a small, small amino acid, it can, um, sorry, a, a small fatty acid, it can cross the blood-brain barrier, which gives you ketones as fuel, which I think as ADHDers, we need more fuel than most for our brain. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we need is glucose because it gives you peaks and troughs and ferocious cravings. So that's why I think ketones, you get in the way of cravings and it buffers the break in the focus and the distraction and the, oh, what's that over there? The ketones give you a slow, steady energy. Mm-hmm. and that's my preferred fuel source in the morning so I have that as soon as I get up I mean I, I, I get up pretty early and I start hacking really quite quickly so the the sunlight um the tv is on I'm getting overstimulated because that's my preferred state of state of being really mm-hmm. and um then I'll go for a run but the thing that gets me out of the door is putting my headphones on and putting on a playlist of like yeah. happy house so that's what I have to do. If it's a shitty, drizzly day, nine times out of ten, it is up here. I have to do that to get me to to move out the door. Yeah. And, you know, once I'm out there, ten minutes, maybe about one and a half kilometers, I'm I'm in it. And I'm okay. And I'm very cocky and I'm taking on the world yeah. and all that, you know, and the inner monologue shifts from that of chaos into that of alignment, risk taking, calculated risk taking possibilities joy and ideas that I could never imagine come after one and a half kilometers and then I do I do about a 7k run I chuck in a couple of sprints as well only one minute sprints which is the longest one minute of your life to the point (laughs) to the point of exhaustion like a hill run yeah uh, for one minute sprinting flat out so you literally feel the burn in your arms not just your legs and um that will boost your dopamine phenomenally and then again I'll come home I'll jump in the shower, um, turn the cold water on at the end, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Again, boost your dopamine, 230%, which is the equivalent to a line of cocaine. So all that before 8 o'clock. There you go. High as a kite. High and happy. And then I'll, like, and then I'll suddenly remember I've got to take the kids to school. And I'm like, fuck, 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 kids, what are you doing here? So this all sounds amazing. And you sound like you're really disciplined in that side of things. But like for me, I'm someone that really struggles with the starting, the task initiation, the task initiation. So I'm terrible at getting up in the mornings. We use body doubling. I have to log into a Zoom call every morning at 7 a.m. to get myself up and it works. But 
like I, I struggle with starting a task. So I'd love to go outside for that walk. And occasionally I do jump in the sea because it's like 50 meters away. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's like, I love doing it. But getting me to do it, getting me from A to B yeah. is where I struggle. So I, I utilize my friends in a way where it's just like, well, we'll accountability. meet. It's accountability. Exactly. Yeah. So, meet. so is do you have any advice for anyone? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, there's tasks? what I do is so if if I'm going to if I know I've got something ahead of me and, and I need say, say I need to run, it's normally the physical thing, because naturally your body as a primitive being will do everything it possibly can to conserve energy. Yeah. So it's not that you're lazy. It's just you, you have an overriding mechanism to survive. Yeah. So your body always thinks we're not going to eat again, therefore conserve energy at all costs. Mm. Now then you can override that with logic, but your instinct isn't that you're lazy, remember. It isn't that you are bad at this. It's just you're a super survivor and your body is acting on instinct. It's got nothing to do with lack of motivation. It's doing what it was primed to do. So just jump into action. If some frigging predator comes to your house, you will be there and you will be calm as fuck while everyone else is crying in the corner and you will kill an intruder like that because you will just yeah. all of a sudden yeah. everything will just hyper-focus and you'll go, yeah, what are you doing in my house? I'm going to put stab you in the eye with a spoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that flight or fight thing, isn't it? So like mm. in the flight or fight situation, like I do spring into action. Yeah. Like I'm all right. And there's a cool, there's a cool calm energy that comes over. So I tell you what, I tell you when it, it came on my radar once, years ago I was in London and there was a bombing in Soho. Mm-hmm. A nail bomb went off and I was just around the corner and my cousin was there and she was freaking out. There was smoke everywhere. There was yeah. guys. There was, it was, I think, I think it was like, um, it, it, it was, it, it was, they were targeting the gay community in Soho. The big, massive wow. nail bomb went off and I literally felt no panic, yeah. nothing. Uh, I was with two girls. One was screaming, one was sobbing. And I just kind of was no fear. Yeah. at all I just knew to take us away from that area in case there was another one yeah. and I got us away and my cousin was like oh my god what is wrong with you you're just unfazed <laughs> like that and I just thought right okay let's just go and we'll, we'll, we'll literally oh evacuate god. the situation yeah. and it literally is so we had a problem with the packaging today and and I just felt myself suddenly get this room it's like this zen comes over me and I don't yeah. get mad or angry or anything. I just go, okay, how are we going to navigate this to get this packaging right? Because we're going to be thousands of pounds down here. This is really shit. And I will turn in about two days. I'll go psychotic at whose fault it was. But right now it's like, get me out of this emergency. Okay, Let's, now. Yes. Yeah. And that's what it is. Whereas most people are ah! That's why so many ADHDers are working in things like paramedics, ambulance. Yeah, paramedics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. there you go. So my dad's an entrepreneur. So and he he's definitely got it. Like definitely, and he goes from naught to a hundred. I've got his temper, but it's not. It's not that. It's just like that's how we communicate. That's how we get our message across. That is like ferocity. That's passion. And it's, yeah. I, I'd, I'd hate to dampen it down in any of my kids. You know, I've got one, like I said, I've got one in particular who, who behaves like me, but, you know, he's probably got the entrepreneur gene and that's what yeah. it is. And who am I to turn around and say, oh, no, you've got to behave like in this certain way. I mean, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible yeah. to retrain an, an inherent brain system. And who the hell yeah. does society think it is to tell us otherwise, yeah. you know? I mean, so much for acceptance. You know what I mean? You can identify as anything, but whatever you do, don't identify as ADHD. Yeah. (laughs)
What? Lord, yeah. That's what? Like... We're the ones who protect you. We're mm. the ones, if you're in a car crash, we'll drag you out of it before it explodes. Yeah. You wet white. It's so <laughs> annoying, right? But you just, you just shrug it off and just go, all right, you stay in your beige house with your magnolia walls and your whatever. And yeah, as you were. You're not my people. You're not my people. If you're finding this podcast helpful and you're in a position to do so, please join our Patreon peer support community via the link in the blurb of this episode. For unheard bonus and full interview video content and behind the scenes exclusives, including a next guest spoiler and first dibs and discounts on our handmade and ethically created merchandise and apparel and live events tickets. Also blogs, vlogs, live community Zoom blethers, monthly advice from an ADHD coach, body doubling and access to our discord filled with literally like-minded legends from all around the globe including ourselves who totally get it who you can lean on learn from and blether with any time because the only people who know what it's like aboard the late adhd diagnosis roller coaster are the other passengers we've created this platform in order to support ourselves financially to be able to continue creating adhd af and for our podcast to remain ad free If you don't have the funds, there are other peer support platforms available. Check out the resources page on ADHDasfemales.com. If you can support us, in turn, you will receive the support of our community, a full circle of support for the Leopard Print Army. We spent our entire lives feeling like aliens, only to discover there's a whole planet of us. So hop aboard the spaceship and join us at patreon.com forward slash ADHDasfemales. If you would like to support us without joining the community, you can make a donation via our Buy Me A Coffee page, buymeacoffee.com forward slash ADHD as females. Both of us and the entire ADHD AF community really, really appreciate your support. We really do. Um, so we asked the question about comorbidities. So it's very rare that an ADHD just has ADHD. Would you like to share what your comorbidities are? Do you have... Anything else? Do you feel that, you know, you've talked about your addiction in the past? Well, of course, I'm a chronic alcoholic. Oh, my God. I mean, there is is no getting away from that. I mean, that was the biggest battle coming off that. The withdrawal from that is so ferocious. Um, And and it's a nasty piece of work because the denial is phenomenal. And still to this day, 15 years on, you still get pub garden, you know, like beer garden. That's one for me. I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? And I've got to fast forward. No, it wouldn't be nice because no. I know what would happen. I'd be in a corner crying because the devil is within me and I'll feel it on my skin. And I think that has got a lot to do with dopamine because I've got low-level dopamine anyway. The, the come-down feeling is so bad, it's palpable. I can feel the the wholesomeness drain from me like a wave. When yeah. I come off alcohol, it is mm. really bad. Um, and it was only alcohol, uh, not yeah. nicotine, not drugs, nothing else. Um, yeah. And then a, a close second is my friend, the carbohydrate. <laughs> so when my mom passed away, um, it was carbohydrates that got me, because I didn't have any alcohol. It was, yeah. it was carbohydrates that I leaned into and I couldn't understand. And it was making me feel worse, more flatline, because yeah. carbohydrates boost serotonin, which boosts melatonin. So... In fact, I was making myself more and more brain dead by having inflammatory carbohydrates. Yeah, so really you have to be careful about that because you just dampen down what's already a low dopamine. So we we really thrive on a high-fat diet. Yeah, We really do. High-fat, bit of protein. 
that's what fires up our brain network. A friend of mine, Rachel Gao, she has a company called Nutritious Minds. Her son's ADHD. Yeah. That's how she got into it. And she recommends you like omega-3 fatty acids. Yeah. Again, a high-fat diet is phenomenally good for an ADHD brain. It'll just fire you on all cinders. So you can adapt into normie society a little bit better, but you'll always have that, mm, let's try something else. It just naturally you will, but you might be able to articulate it clearer with a load of omega-3s in your brain. Because what we should, we need to stay away from is omega-6s. Omega-6s are veg oil, seed oil, like um, rapeseed oil, uh, the Americans call it canola oil um, and veg, uh, sunflower oil. Get, get yeah. that out of your diet. That is so toxic to your brain. Again, that crosses the blood-brain barrier. It's highly inflammatory, highly, highly manufactured. You'll find it in all sorts of like cereals. Just look out for sunflower oil or rapeseed oil. Put it down. It's doing your brain no favors. It'll make you sluggish. It'll kick off addictive eating. It really is. It's a detergent that's found its way in the food chain since the 1950s. And it's got no business being in our food chain. It's a highly, highly nasty molecule. I'd argue it's worse than sugar. I would. Wow. I really would. I think sugar, oh, sugar, sugar, you know, sugar, sugar. I mean, we all know we shouldn't have too much of it, but the, the body kind of knows what it's doing until you get to insulin resistance point. A great supplement for that, by the way, if you're pre-diabetic, is berberine. That's going head to head with ozempic and metformin. Berberine won't, won't have the side effects like chronic fatigue, which us as ADHDers cannot have chronic fatigue because we will reach for addictive substances to bolster right. our mood. So it's a, it's a case of getting ahead of the craving. Mm -hmm. So with sugar, it will stimulate your dopamine, but the tolerance is ferocious on it. Literally, after one croissant, the next day, one croissant won't be enough. You'll need two. I mean, they're not, and then you're in a constant state of craving. So you need to get ahead of that. And it's, it's just your brain asking for fuel. It's not you being greedy. Your brain's just looking for fuel to think and survive and look out for danger. So that's why you fuel with fat in the morning. That's why you have MCT oil in your coffee. That's why you have really, really fatty cuts of meat. That's why you have eggs with the yolk. You know, you want the choline. You want all the fatty acids in there. That's why you want avocados, even though they're really probably environmentally very bad nowadays. Mm -hmm. But I digress. But what I'm on about is we need fat in our brains. Yeah. And just watch out. Just have a look in your kitchen. After you finish listening to this, go into your kitchen, have a look at the ingredients and see how many products say sunflower oil and just put them out on the side. Yeah. You will not because it triggers addiction. So you'll go back to those foods again and again and again. And combine that with sugar in there. It's fascinating. Mm. So, yeah, I know. So my question is, obviously, the word fat fears people. Yes. Okay. So yeah. if someone's telling you to have a fatty diet, like that yeah. that instantly is like, well, that is that not the opposite of what I'm yeah, supposed like to be doing? Yeah, like you should be having low fat, this or that. I'd, I'd argue the low fat mantra because the word fat, so body fat, is different to dietary fat. Yeah. It's just spelt the same. So that is number one. That's oversimplification. Yeah. How your body consumes animal fat and that of, say, an avocado or a coconut is completely different to what's around your belly. Yeah. What's around your belly is caused by carbohydrates turning into glucose, not using that energy, and it gets stored as body fat. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. It's got nothing to do – your body has evolved to burn fat as a fuel since we first made fire. Yeah. It has not evolved – to grind, to grind up loads of pieces of loads of loads of grains, turn it into a mush, add a load of like weird sucralosey type stuff, put a load of low fat sugar mimicking ingredients in, and then emulsifiers and sunflower oil in it to give it a bliss point mouthfeel that you are literally in Pringles. Okay, Pringles, yeah. there's your one. Once you pop, you can't stop. It's on there. 
I mean, if they bring out a low-fat one, you can guarantee it's a chemical shitstorm. But they literally advertise once you pop, you can't stop. We're talking hyperpalatable foods here. And don't be at all sucked in by whole grain. It's the same shit. It's yeah. still highly processed. It's still got a ton of fortified vitamins in that are going to block your liver. It's still absolutely, all it is is marketing. Just remember the big food, the big, big food is owned by five big companies and that's it. And they've got all these lovely organic names. Uh, or they, st- they start off, you've got your Procter & Gamble's. You've got your Unilever. You've got General Mills. These are international companies mm. that own all your lovely organic shops and everything underneath it. I mean, Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. Mm. They import their organic veg from China. As you think, come on, it's, it, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. You're buy- if you're buying it out of a packet, you're buying into the problem because yeah. they have literally put everything in there they can to make it addictive. And the whole health industry are backing it. But slowly, slowly, you know, the... Um, the cholesterol mantra is slowly changing. So back in the uh, 50s, when polyunsaturated fats became heart healthy, it was a guy called Ansel Keys who did uh, the 22-country study, but he missed out seven countries that had had high-saturated fat diets, like Switzerland and France, who, by the way, have the lowest uh, um, heart disease levels there are on the planet. But well, that was left out the study because it didn't fit with his mantra. Mm. So basically, he he was the guy who said, yes, saturated fat causes high cholesterol. And cholesterol gets stuck in the heart and we all have heart attacks and die. And that rhetoric's still been going on. That guy in 1997 said, yeah, that's not true. And we are still behind the heart healthy mantra yeah. that cholesterol causes heart disease. It doesn't. Cholesterol is responsible for your brain network. Cholesterol is responsible for every single cell in your body. Every membrane is made of cholesterol. Your brain is made of fat. This is the weirdest, the weirdest rhetoric that's been out there. And there are people finally debunking it. There's a brilliant doctor called Dr. Malcolm Kendrick, who's got a book called The Cholesterol Con. And his second book is called The Clot Thickens, which is hysterical. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Love that. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's so funny. That. That's fabulous. But he's written all a really fun. good book. And all, all the stories in there, like women have higher cholesterol and we get less heart disease. It's actually low cholesterol is a sign of you may have cancer. Uh, and low cholesterol in Japan was increasing uh, strokes. So they boosted everyone's cholesterol levels and strokes went down like about 600% or something crazy like that. Cholesterol is a necessary molecule for hormones. So any woman on a, on, a, on a statin is going to feel depressed because she's not getting her sex hormones manufactured properly. They transport hormones. So for me, a woman more than even a man needs a high fat diet because we need to access those sex hormones because they fluctuate so ferociously. Yeah. And it's our God-given right. So, I mean, this, I mean, I could go way, way deep into it, but I won't. Just know that that cholesterol thing is now going, oh, you've got good and bad cholesterol. And then it's going to be, yeah, but then you'll have, you've got oxidized bad cholesterol. And then it'll be actually forget cholesterol, let's target insulin. And Ozempic, enter. That'll take over from the statin. Statin's the biggest drug on the planet, by the way. It is the biggest selling drug on the planet. I have high cholesterol and I've never been healthier. I'd argue with any health provider. You come for a run with me and let's see who's healthier, me or you. (laughs) Let's have a look at our body fat. Let's have a look at our endurance. Let's have a look at your sleep stats and let's see who's healthier, me or you. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what? I just think this is fantastic because we, we've talked a lot on the podcast about how late diagnosed ADHD is. We can struggle with low self-worth um, yeah. because all, all of the lifetime of, of shit. <laughs> so yeah. we can struggle to put in the self-care. But what you've just, well, a lot of what you've said is just dinging off these alarm bells in my head about this fight to give your brain the best energy that you can. Mitochondria. Your body, your brain needs mitochondria. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you think about it, all of us here, a lot of us that listen to our podcast are here and you're struggling to access help. Right. So even without the want to or the the ability to to prioritize self-care, if you need help with your ADHD and we're not getting it, like the things that you are saying are just literally, it's just game changing. Yeah. It really is. Correct. So actually the the keto diet, I don't follow a complete keto diet. I have a keto day and at night, like I alluded to earlier, um, I have carbohydrates at at night, like sourdough, potatoes, like cheese on toast, all that stuff goes at night because then that turns into serotonin, which turns into melatonin, which makes me sleepy, i.e. the carb coma. Mm-hmm. That is parked till the night. So during the day, when I've got to be on it, I'm ketogenic and I am I come out of my sleep digesting all that food and my body's already turned into ketosis. So I ride that ketosis wave in the morning with my fat fuel coffee. Mm-hmm. The MCT oil will boost noradrenaline in your brain. The caffeine will open up receptors so dopamine can be received more. So the dopamine you're getting from the light, which will boost and the music in your head will boost you. There's also a really good ingredient called macuna purines. It's a root that contains L-dopa. You have a little, you have a bit of that, maybe 50 milligrams of that with a coffee. Bloody hell. Yeah. You're on it. You're on it. And just stay ahead of the game. Keep that MCT or going it, going through your body. You know, it'll take you a while to get fat adapted. Your tummy might be off. You might have got, oh God, cramp, but you're talking a teaspoon here. So teaspoon at a time. And if you've got your gallbladder removed, it's okay. Just get yourself. I mean, they love whipping out gallbladders, the doctors. They love that. I mean, what? Like tonsils and gallbladders and appendix. What, we didn't need it? I think you might find I do. Anyway, but if it's too late, it's fine. You can get a really good digestive enzyme with ox in and with lipasein. That'll help you digest the fat as a fuel. Get it into your bloodstream, get it up to your brain and have you fat, like a fat burning machine, not a carb storing machine, which is sluggish and sleepy and you're like a little bear and you want to hibernate. Mm -hmm. The last thing you need is fucking granola in the morning it is probably covered in sunflower oil anyway so that's going to kick off they, i make my own granola i'm like oh get rid of it yeah, yeah but it's, as soon as you consume that oat mixes with the saliva it turns to glucose boom you're on the insulin you're on the insulin roller coaster you're up you're down you're seeking food you're like subconsciously you can't focus because your brain is feeling okay we're running out of glucose we're running out of glucose seek 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 so you're going to get distracted by noise by sound, you're not going to be able to hyper-focus at all because your brain is subconsciously telling you to go and find more fuel before you die. That's all it's doing. So you yeah. need you need ketones in your brain every morning to start off your day and your mood will go up and you'll just feel more in control and the distractions will become far less. That's incredible. So interesting. So, so interesting. So interesting. There are so many people out there that are going through the diagnosis process for ADHD and aren't getting help or support and and finding out this information and finding other ways to help yourself other than and going it's down better because route. you don't feel like you've got the fear and you're coming down off a bag of whiz. It's horrible that feeling. Mm-hmm. I hated that feeling. It made me feel so eebie-jeebies. I can't tell you. Yeah. That's the only. That's that's my fantastic articulation. Yeah, I got yeah. the eebie-jeebies off it. <laughs> 
right? Who wants to eat for jeebies? And like you say, there are some people the medicine doesn't work for. There's some people can't take it, can't access it. But it, but what, what, what I'd like to say is just because like HRT's put out there, this is like, right, you've got your meds, off you go, go and crack. It's not actually perfect for everyone because we're kind of nuanced and the things that stress me out might not stress you out. Yeah, I guess we are pretty similar because we'll mm-hmm. probably lean into chaos because we, we can help. Whereas the mundane just doesn't vibe with me at all. No. You know what I mean? So no. I guess I guess us three are quite this little triangle of chaos. is It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. So, I mean, I think for me, I know what works for me better than meds, yeah. better than what you can access all over the planet because I have tried every freaking thing there is, mm-hmm. you know. And I really think that the MCT, and just to go back to the ketogenic diet, ketogenic diet was put in place back in the 1930s hundreds of studies on it. It stops seizures with epilepsy. That's how powerful the ketogenic diet is, the fat Mm. fuel in the brain. It stops epileptic children. This is before we have medication. Mm. So basically that's what you could, that's how powerful the ketogenic, it was a medical tool. Mm. So that's why I think we as neurodiverse people need a ferocious amount of fuel because we burn through it because we're always seeking, 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 seeking. We don't sit, sit still well. We're always seeking danger we're always seeking opportunity so you need that fuel you'll burn fuel through fuel ferociously quick so sugar is a non-starter save that for nighttime have that all cozy while you're just doing a ridiculous binge on netflix yeah that's what you do there so i think you need to take care of your liver if you drink that is a problem but you could probably if you've got a drink problem there's a very active version of vitamin b3 which is called nad and you can have it as an iv I think that's really good for people who are neurodiverse. It just completely clears out the system. NAD plus it's called, it's not the nicest IV to have. It feels like you're going into early labor. Like there's a cramping all over you and it takes about three hours, but you can get that as a supplement as well. Um, There's a company called Natudo. I think it's absolute game changer to, to have the, the B3 family on your radar. If you're, if you're neurodiverse, it's, it's, it's super interesting. But I guess Big Pharma couldn't um, couldn't patent it, so they stuck with speed. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> We've got nothing against, you know. It friggin' works. So, but, but it doesn't work for me because, like I said, I get the EBGBs. I don't get the EBGBs so- from everything else. Is there, we've got two little questions to end on, but do you feel like you've said everything that you want to say? Like, is, is there anything that you haven't shared that you would like our listeners to know or you would like the world to know about ADHD or anything that... Yeah, I think, do you know what's really valuable with what you guys are doing is getting the message out that it's, it's actually okay and it's not a fault. Look at people who literally run industries who have the guts to be... Um, Risk takers are nine times out of 10 neurodiverse. And the only reason they can get through the admin is because they've got an army of staff Mm -hmm. and it is that that's got them through it. And I think it really warrants. So like Dave Asprey, um, who is um, the pioneer of basically like this MCT or thing that that I now sell. Dave Asprey is one of the biggest biohackers in the world. I mean, he's he's Asperger's. He sold his company for like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, and you know that, and he's going to buy it back because he doesn't like what they're doing. I mean, what a hero! <laughs> like now, do you know who would do that? They go, okay, I've got my hundred million dollars. I'm going to go and live in the Cayman Islands, and just and he's like, no, come on, I'm back in the game. That yeah. is neurodiversity because he doesn't like what the people who he sold it to are doing. Yeah. He goes, give it me back. You don't know what you're doing. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. That to me is just like leveling up. They're yeah. like the people who change the world. So for me, it's like, just don't worry. The world's not got the patience yet. 
They will understand soon. But when you make a success, people will accept you as whatever you are. As soon as you're successful, they freaking kiss your ass anyway. So if you're neurodiverse and getting bollocked, just you wait. Say, I will have my time in 10 years' time, mate. Yeah. And you all of a sudden, you're like, hi, you are, hi, how are you on Facebook? Oh, my God, you look amazed. <laughs> You're like, fuck, you know, where were you when I was in the gutter? Where were you when I was in the gutter, pal? Yeah, Yeah, that. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much. Like, honestly, this has just been such a wicked chat. Like, literally, like, my brain's like, oh, God, have this, have this. Of course it is. You're going to go out and start shopping now, aren't you? I know. (laughs) Straight on. Yeah, I just think it's (laughs) so interesting. And it just gives a completely other kind of dimension from what, you know we're used to thinking about and speaking about with medication and diagnosis and everything and this is just another angle to look at things and it definitely opens up an area to 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 dive dive into into. oh my god yeah it's great it's just like redirect your talents man and just like apologize for nothing and nobody because you know we are we, we are the game changers yeah. yeah. So tell us, Davinia, what is the most ADHD thing you've done this week? Hmm. Hmm. There's so many. Let's <laughs> yeah. just say there are so many to say, choose so from. There'll be a few. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Oh, right. So I mean, I was really pleased with myself that I got on the right train. I was really pleased with myself to go down to London to do breakfast TV. I was really pleased with myself. I actually set my alarm and got up at half four. Um, what was I not too impressed with? Um, wrong packaging design went out, costing me thousands. Um, kids uh, forgot to pick up my kid from school. He was the last one there. The receptionist had to drop him off in our village and he had to walk home. Had a row with him. He said, I'm a shit mom. And I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. It's a shit life. Get used to it. I mean, literally temper, temper tantrums, the whole thing. Forgot to get any coffee. So I was like scrapping around to find instant coffee in the bottom of my suitcase. I mean, I work in a, next to a supermarket, walk past it. I mean, just little things like that. Just I had to drive, you know, uh, let me see these headphones here. I had to drive back home to get them because I left them in my bag. So yeah, there's another 40 minutes out of my day. You know, yeah. just shit, man. Yeah. Just shit. And you just go, whatever, whatever. But do you know what I, I find very interesting? The word serendipity. So I kind of like if if something is well, that's happening, that's very serendipitous, isn't it? That's, yes, that's, that's Do you know what I mean. So I just think, okay, this is happening for a reason. I had to drive home to listen to probably something on the news that's going to resonate with me later. Yeah. And do you know what? And I have to think that way because there's so much shit and chaos and so much backtracking that I have to do that I have to think something, some universal power. It's yeah. put me in a place where I've got to repeat an action or do something or make a correction for a more for a much bigger reason than getting it right first time. So I have to forgive and just think, right, something else around the corner is the reason why I'm fucking driving home again down the same road to get a pair of fucking headphones that were in the office yesterday that I took home last night and forgot to bring in this morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely love that. Like honestly, we are all about the serendipity. There has been so much serendipity with this podcast, with everything, um, and there just continues to be. And I've got gooses now, so thank you. Yeah, bit of dip, (laughs) double dip. (laughs) If if anyone doesn't know how to find you, find what you're doing. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Um, Well, actually, I've got I've got a podcast called Hack Your Health, which is uh, by Davinia Taylor, and I, I. I've actually, I actually interviewed Dave Asprey there, um, the guy I was talking about with Bulletproof yeah. and some other really good doctors, eminent doctors who are literally 
sick of how the healthcare systems ran and you know, debunked the whole cholesterol thing. So the actual actual people who actually went to university, so if you don't believe me, believe them. Um, <laughs> because it's just not in my re- prerequisite to study. Um, and also I've got um, my Instagram, which is at Davinia Taylor, D-A-V-I-N-I-A Taylor. And also my company where I sell brain fuel, really, and kind of like fat loss products, which is a company called Will Powders that I set up um, 18 months ago and willpowders is basically giving you nutrition so you don't have to rely on your willpower because basically you feed the brain the body follows in the right direction so it's about supplying mitochondria which means energy like petrol for each of your brain cells so you can make the decision to either walk to the fridge to have a look for yet another snack that doesn't actually exist behind some moldy cabbage because you're not (laughs) cleaning the fridge out or you put your trainers on, you put some house music on, you have a shot on new tropics, you kick your brain into fifth and you go for a 5k run and you come back feeling like a flipping queen. So it's like, it's getting ahead of the crave and it's getting, getting ahead of your goals really. So you, nothing, nothing takes willpower. It just takes brain energy, which you don't have to access through mental health. It's just there. It's just there in abundance. So yeah, it's just fueling the brain really. Wonderful. Thank you ever so much. I've loved yeah. our chat. Yeah, it's Me been too. incredible. Me yeah. too, gang. Yeah. And good luck. And good luck with everything. And just let, let, let me know if you ever need me to open my big gob again. Oh, oh we really would appreciate love that. that. Thank you so, so much. Thank no problem. You. Good luck to everybody else out there. Thank you. Bye. I love the bones of that woman. <laughs> she can open her big gob anytime. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> absolutely love her. Um, I think calling people a wet wipe doesn't happen often enough, I have to say. <laughs> um, I absolutely love the story about trying to um, import white powder. I think she is just the best person ever. She just, she doesn't try to cover anything up. No! She just is her and, you know, unapologetically. And yeah, it's just so much admiration for, for, for being able to be yourself. Yeah. And- yeah, she's and she's her, and her positivity, the way that she views ADHD people as like an unstoppable force, and like mm. I love this idea that obviously you need all people, people who are carers, people who are hunting. Oh, I can't even remember the expression she is already fallen out of my head, but I love that. It's like we all have our unique gifts and talents to put into the world, and perhaps we might do things differently, but you do what works for you, and and harness harness your own different not yeah, wrong yeah yeah exactly and yeah i just is that the new tagline for adhd different not wrong well somebody's probably used that but yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> they probably have but if they haven't it's mine <laughs> um so uh bah, 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 bah. so obviously like we're not gonna lie we haven't tried all of these things um because we're absolutely shit at self-care. But we're working on it. We are aiming to do it. But obviously, we can't vouch for anything. You'd need to speak to a doctor. Yeah. If but you are I mean, gonna... Davinia obviously has, and she quite yeah. clearly knows her shit. Yeah. But we we just haven't we haven't used any of the stuff yet. Sorry, Davinia. But we will, because Davinia has very kindly given us all a 10% yes, discount she has. to her will powders. So uh, there will be a link in the blurb of this episode. So if you um, want some of this imported white powder. <laughs> yeah, imported white powder from Davinia. You can use the code ADHDAF 
WP10 for a 10% discount. So Amazing. thank you very much to for Thank you very much to Davinia for that. And yeah. we are going to get on it. But obviously, if you are taking any supplements, please make sure that you um, check with your medical professionals before doing so. Just throwing that disclaimer in there. Yes. So no one tells us off. So um, <laughs> And so that none of you cause yourself any damage you know not that Davinia's <laughs> products will cause you damage but just you know what? the whole thing about different things work differently for different people yeah and so it's not so much to, that yeah. her products are wrong but if you're taking something that might not work in conjunction with something else something exactly. else just make sure or you, any allergies or yeah, whatever you check with your medical professionals for yeah. advice first yeah yes um but <laughs> I love this because as soon as the interview was over, it was such a great interview. I had such a great time. And then we got an email almost immediately with the most ADHD thing that Davinia had done, which was actually forget to mention the name of her new book. So that is called Hack Your Hormones. Yes. So that's Davinia's book. What's the most ADHD thing you've done this week? Well, it's quite funny because speaking about, we're talking about the meds thing and we spoke about it last week and we're telling people, you know, what we're planning to do, et cetera, et cetera. I've obviously done fuck all. <laughs> fuck all squared. Yeah. And this is me. It's just like, it's not a problem for me right now. So I don't need to deal with it until it becomes a problem. Now or not now. Yeah, exactly. It's that now or not now analogy that I live by and it gets me into trouble time and time again. However, this morning... Because I um I had I had surgery last Wednesday. I, I, I kind of feel weird speaking about it. But I, yeah, nothing serious, so don't worry about me. But I had I had some surgery last week and I wasn't taking my meds Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I've restarted them Monday. Yeah. And I thought to myself when I started them again today, I was just like, you know what? Like I should probably do sort something about out. this whole med shortage thing. So the most ADHD thing I've done is not do anything about it until now. But I'm getting a call back from a doctor tomorrow about a repeat repeat prescription. And um, yeah, fingers crossed that. Yeah, I'm not I, left I've, it too I've late. done the same. I've I've put in a request, but I have been rationing. But then I started getting dizzy. That doesn't sound good, does it? So yeah. it's just scary because I've just started the HRT and it was just imbalanced. So I am yeah. a bit nervous about it. But we'll report back. And yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm essentially rationing as well. Like instead of taking two tablets a day, I'm just taking one in the morning. Yeah. it's not what is prescribed to me and what I've been coping with. Yeah, absolutely. But but it is you know kind of bare minimum to get me by yeah yeah so yeah um so where are we now what's the most interesting thing i did this week <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you wouldn't heart. think we've done this 70 odd times would you I know. <laughs> to be fair it's half past 10 at night our heads our, he our heads are both burst what is the most uh, that's probably the second most ADHD yeah. thing i've done this week what is the most adhd thing you've done this week laura so i have got this really special <laughs> face cream because i wanted to, i wanted in aesthetics <laughs> over okay, this so one i got this really special face cream from ibiza i should probably give the person a shout out but i've actually forgotten what it's called obviously but this girl makes this amazing face cream using products from the island and my friends clubbed together and bought me some lovely bits and the face for my 40th birthday and the face cream was one of those bits so I've been using it since May and it is gorgeous it smells incredible and 
I suddenly was about to put the face cream on. So I've got through a bit. I open it up. I look down. And what I see in the bottom of my face cream looks like a fucking slug. It looks like mold or something grey, slimy thing in the bottom of this thing of cream. And I just lob it across the room, like scream and throw it. Luckily, not that much came out of it because obviously it was a special gift. So it's very expensive cream that I probably wouldn't be able to afford to buy. And then expensive I, cream that's got mold in it that you've just thrown across the room. Because it looked like a fucking slug. <laughs> so I pick up this cream and just like really scared, like dip my fingernail into it to kind of push around this slug thing. And then I look at it and I suddenly realise it's a crystal. <laughs> so it's basically proper woo-woo magical crystal face cream. And the reason why it's the most ADHD thing is not just because I impulsively lobbed really expensive cream across the, li- the room. It's because I'm absolutely certain that when they gifted it to me, they told me that it had a crystal from the island in there. So there you go. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I can actually see you freaking out. I can pi- I can picture the freak out that happened and the chaos that ensued afterwards because I bet it was just comedy. I would have given anything to be a fly in the wall. Yeah, but think about it. It's like this gorgeous little crystal thing. But covered in cream, it looks like slimy grey slime. Of course it does. Like, it's going to look absolutely <laughs> appalling. But um, if you know what it is, it's fine. But actually, Ibiza magic. So, um, let's move on. We've got to get a little bit more in here now. So, as you know, ADHD AF Day is on the 23rd of October, Monday the 23rd of October this year. Yes. Last year, so many of you all around the world dressed up in leopard print and tagged us, and we all stood together united as the leopard print army. This year, we're asking everyone to do the same thing, but also alongside tagging us, we would like you to tell us where you are in the world and give us your number. So how long did you have to wait or do you have to wait to get ADHD assessment, right? Obviously, if you don't know, just estimate how long you have been waiting, how long you expect to wait for. In in your area, etc. So where you are, wear at least one leopard print item, take a photo, give us your give us your number, and um yeah, wear one piece of leopard print and tag us. That would be amazing. On Monday the twenty third of October, which is the start of the Make It Count campaign. Yes. So the hashtag is ADHDAF Make It Count. And on that day, the 23rd of October, our Make It Count campaign starts because we are determined to make this ADHD Awareness Month count. So on the morning of that day, uh, myself, Ali McDonald and a couple of others are going to go to Holyrood in leopard print to deliver a very important message. This is not a protest. I repeat, this is not a protest. And then in the afternoon, we will go to Westminster, so English Parliament HQ, to deliver the same message and to make ADHD Awareness Month count and should you happen to be passing Holyrood at around about nine o'clock on Monday the 23rd of October and you happen to be in leopard print I mean what are the chances and we happen to see each other and you just want to take a picture of us and just come say hello and absolutely not be protesting that would be wonderful and the same time in Parliament Square in London at 4pm on Monday the 23rd of October and be wearing leopard print. Again, crazy coincidence, but it would be wonderful to see you and not protest together. Yes. Yes. And amazingly, a community legend has stepped forward to help us with Wales. So 
as we said, we're covering things in England and Scotland and we put a call out for Northern Ireland and Wales. We've not heard anything back from Northern Ireland. So if you would like to help us with our campaign there on Monday, the 23rd of October, and you happen to be in Northern Ireland, do get in touch. ADHDisfemales at gmail.com, please. Um, but community legend Claire has stepped forward to help us in Wales because in 2022, a request for data relating to adult ADHD from the Welsh Government confirmed that they do not hold basic information about the level of need and those waiting for ADHD assessment. The Welsh Government does not hold the information you are requesting. The level of information may be available from individual health boards. There is a review of neurodevelopmental services in Wales in July 2022 and there has been ongoing work and discussion Discussions about changing services, but the language around ADHD is not positive overall, unfortunately. The purpose of redesigning services should therefore be focusing on better meeting unmet needs rather than trying to close the demand capacity gap. An action to restructure and expand ND services will be required to increase capacity. The current model of relying upon secondary mental health services to assess and diagnose ADHD is not working well. Support for adults with ADHD was reported to be much less developed than autism support and often limited the monitoring monitoring of ADHD medication. So that's what's going on in Wales in a nutshell. And community legend Claire, her handle on social media is Summon Fire Photography, is going to go to Welsh Parliament HQ on Monday the 23rd of October at the same time that we go to England and Scotland on the same day. So if you are in Northern Ireland... Uh, and you can do that for us, then do get in touch. And if you are in Wales and you would like to support Claire in leopard print on that day, the morning of Monday 23rd of October, you can do so by getting in touch with her via the Instagram handle I just messaged to absolutely not protest Yes, in leopard print. So um, just as a, a, f- a final kind of note, Laura... How are the shows coming along? They're coming along. I've got a little bit on my plate, but they're getting there. They're getting there. I'm very excited. When I can even think that they're coming soon, I'm excited. But obviously, it's difficult to promote a you-know-what show before festive season. Yes. So I'm not putting any of those proper graphics out until November the 1st. So after ADHD Awareness Month. But that said, London is literally about to sell out. It's the last couple of tickets remaining. As you know, Laura is working super hard to arrange these shows and to make sure that there are some very special, special, special special guests um, along for the ride as well. So alongside Amy Polly. She's now being joined by adulting ADHD, Rach Idou. Yes, Rach. In London. And Hannah Huxford, author of Diary of an ADHD Martyr. Queen. Who will also be at London as well as Leeds and Manchester. Yes. And if, you, if you've not seen ha- Hannah or met Hannah, then honestly, you're, you're in for a treat because she is a scream. Treat. She changed the whole Leeds show. Yeah, we changed it just for Hannah. There was an extra song. For Hannah. She's the best. So, yeah, it was amazing. So, you're in for a treat. Um, Edinburgh Fringe superstar Nicole Nadler is going to be at all of the events. Yes! And Zoe Joanna Coaching will be at Aberdeen. And Steph of all the discos and the Emporium of will be at all the English events. So, already you've got an incredible lineup, and you'd be sure that there are going to be more 
incredible people announced very very soon yeah as soon as i've got a second to breathe i will get on that and there will be more big announcements to come so thank you to everybody who's booked tickets to see absolutely absolute ridiculousness in the name of just bringing the adhd community together at what can be a triggering time of year for so many of us potentially the only festive event that you can properly unmask for yeah in a safe space and obviously i don't know if i can be at them all but I will definitely be there supporting at any of the ones that I can. Um, and Aberdeen is obviously a given. But yes. yeah, if I can make any of the others, you'll you'll see me there. Yay! We should uh, leave these people in peace. But Davinia, Davinia, how I love thee. Let me count the ways. The divine Davinia. Davinia, we love you. Yeah, that was amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, Oh, yeah. and leopard print army pins. Yeah, don't forget your leopard print army pins. For ADHD Awareness for Month. For ADHD Awareness Month. Um, wear them all year round, you know? It's They're some, gorgeous. They are. They are bloody gorgeous. And um, yeah, there's, there's lots more happening around the corner can we can it, i can i just end it with like anna what was it she said well I, all i was before you end it i'm just gonna say adhd awareness month is only halfway through so be sure for a lot more to come from there us is, yeah, yeah there's big things to come including an extra special episode where we are going to be having a blether with our community members and putting it out as an episode on the 31st of October. So if you want to be involved, now is the time to join the Patreon community so you can be part of this extra special awareness episode with our community, um, which will be recorded on the 25th of October. So check out Patreon and come and join us for a blether. We have them every single month, but this one is extra special and will be going out as an episode and we cannot wait to share. But what was it? Fuck off with your magnolia walls, you fucking wet wipe. (laughs) Love ya. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. ADHD has females. ADHD has females. The podcast. We did it for the acronym. <laughs>